0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Yas and Amen podcast, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscilies Dominguez. Let's get it. Hey y'all, it's just me today, but I'm excited to be talking about something that's really important. So I hope you'll stick around as we talk through the topic of influence. And that is, how does influence impact, inspire, or even initiate insecurity? So this is important, I think, not just to me, but when we think about the times that we are living in and just the world that we live in that We have influencers right people that are called influencers and we're going to talk a little bit about what that means what even the word influence means and how as christians we're called to actually just be that in our everyday life while we can use it if we have a big platform but also in our everyday life the kind of impact that it makes Uh, what it inspires or who it inspires and then also how it perhaps can initiate insecurity and what we can do about it so we're going to get into scripture but the first thing i want to talk about is the purpose of this episode why is this important why are we talking about this so the first thing is so we can talk through what influence is and what it does because on a daily basis we are all influencing whether we actually acknowledge it or not, whether we want to be known as people who are influencing or not, whether you're on Instagram or not, you are making some sort of impact through your influence in your life Um, for people that you may notice it with and then also people you may not notice it with, right? And so we wanna know, because we're doing this on a daily basis, what it does and how it impacts the bigger picture of God's plan while we're here on earth. And then the second reason and purpose of this episode is to discuss how we can live out influence in a way that honors God, edifies and humbles us and serves others. That's really what influence should do, uh, but it doesn't always do that, right? So we can want to want be able to walk out this episode so we can talk through what it actually looks like to be influence a way that impacts and inspires and does not initiate insecurity. So first let's start with the definition of influence. The definition of influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. I mean that definition should already tell you it, you're doing this every day. Like if you thought you weren't doing this, you're actually doing it every day. You're doing it on Instagram. You're doing it in your home with your roommates or your family. You're doing it on your block. You're doing it with every single person you interact with today. You are influencing them, right? And some people are more susceptible to influence than others, right? And, and that's on people really to be developing in their um their autonomy and their independence to be able to not be so impacted by other people but it doesn't we can't change what other people and where they're at when it comes to being susceptible to it right so we then have to look back into ourselves to acknowledge and recognize how we can be good stewards of the influence that we have been given so we're going to talk about um, some scriptures we're going to talk through some scriptures and the three within this definition of influence is proverbs twenty seven seventeen. Matthew 5 16 and then Romans 12 2. First let's start in Proverbs 27 17. The first one says iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. A lot of us have heard the scripture but when we think about influence this really makes an impact and really uh, helps us understand what influence does right. We are iron sharpening iron right. We are with one another here to sharpen one another and so our influence sharpens one another or it could actually break one another or it can cause hurt or harm within one another so we should want to be people who is iron sharpening iron in a way that serves other people right influence can come from a a nasty place or a place where the motivation is just to change people's behavior Versus just loving people well, and then from there, you're wanting them to perhaps improve or become more holy people or things like that. Then we look at Matthew 5:16, where it says, In the same way, let your sh- light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I love this one because I feel like the Proverbs scripture was very much about Christians, right, with one another. But then Matthew five sixteen just makes me feel like it's across the board, right? This is something that we get to apply across the board with all people and when we think about our day to day maybe you are only surrounded by christians i mean i really highly doubt that every single person you're around is christian um right so in considering who else is around you what other worldviews or beliefs do they have um what other experiences they have or maybe they're just different from you in other sense maybe they're not around the same age as you or maybe the same gender as you or maybe have the life same life experience than you right Yet you get to light uh, your let your light shine before them, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. Notice that they will see your good glory, good works, and that they will give glory to your Father in heaven. We should get to always point back to Jesus. That's what our influence gets to do, right? That's one of the purposes that we talked about in this episode. I think about in the book of Daniel with the three young men, Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were in the fire, um, and they were just being faithful, and they were not startled, they were not moving. And to me, that was a good works, because what it did, it, it caused the king at the moment to be startled and to be amazed at their faith in such a way that he wanted to then give god the god that we serve right not the god he was serving in that moment but the god big g that we serve glory because of the behavior because of the heart posture and because of the faith of these three young men and so i would hope that this is the kind of influence that we want to make that we don't even have to say the word jesus to actually show people jesus and that it would move them in such a way that they would glorify god in heaven we live in a time where a lot of people are seeking self-glorification and honestly you know some of us are maybe doing it not being aware or in a way that it's unintentional yet it's still something that we need to correct and change because our influence should be pointing people to jesus right? Our light should be pointing to the bigger light that exists. Our good works should be pointing to the one who is good. And because of that, we get to be people who self-reflect in our good works. We get to self-reflect in shining bright because we need to always bring it back and redirect it to God. And then the last scripture around influence is Romans 12 2 where it says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern that what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. This like I said is really connected to the Matthew five sixteen scripture and its whole idea of influence because we can fall so easily in the idea of influence being a certain kind of way or looking a certain kind of way and maybe even not uh, seeing the value in the everyday influence. We might think, well, I don't have a big enough platform or I don't have a big enough email list or I don't know that many people. The one person you are impacting today is actually a bigger deal than you may realize because they're going to impact people throughout their life. And so your influence over them is so important. There are people who influenced my life in my childhood when I was in first grade and second grade and eighth grade that they may never know the reach based on what they shared with me and how they influenced me but their reach is going far beyond what they will ever know and so our goal should not be that we have we'll see the influence because we won't see all the influence our goal should be that we will influence so people can see god so they can see more of his goodness so they can notice him and they can actually glorify him and him alone And so when we're thinking about influence, we want to be people who influence in a way that impacts and that inspires. So now let's go to the definition of impact. It means to have a strong effect on someone or something, not just an effect on someone or something, but a strong one, right? When we think about impacts that we have in our life that people have made an impact or experiences or circumstances have made an impact or historical things or moments have made an impact or a book has made an impact. It's something that is more of a strong effect In our life that likely has led us or will lead us into making some sort of change or major decision or maybe even minor decision. And so as we think through impact, we're gonna talk through a few scriptures. The first one is Romans 12 21. It says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Meaning this very strong effect on something and someone can actually be bad, right? We can actually make a bag, bad, negative. Um, even maybe evil impact on someone. And so we want to be people who overcome evil with good. We want to impact in a good way. So we have to reflect and think about our motivations around our impact. Also, our roots behind our impact, right? The things that we are communicating, are they based on God's word? Are they based on truth? Uh, Are they based on things that are divisive? That's something we need to be very aware of. Then we go to Philippians 2.13 where it says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. We all thankfully have the Holy Spirit. Once you've given your life to Jesus, you have God within you. The Spirit of God is within you. And he doesn't just help you live out the fruits of the Spirit, he also helps you live life. He helps you make wise decisions. He is doing good works in you. And because he is doing that, we then get to have a strong effect on others because God himself is having a strong effect on us. Now, this is not automatic. Right. Just because the Holy Spirit lives within us does not mean we actually will be guided by him, that we actually will be led by him because we're going to get in. We can get into another time talking about deliverance and spiritual warfare and unclean spirits and and demons and all that. But the reality is that before Christ was within us flesh was all that overruled us and if we look at Galatians 5 we see what the flesh produces is not good things right it is things that are evil and things that are not from God and so then we get the Holy Spirit but we need him to have a strong effect on us so we that can have a strong effect on other people in a way that is effective and healthy So when we think about impact, it's so important to acknowledge that we can have a bad impact. We can have a negative impact onto others. And so we need the Holy Spirit to first have an impact on us so that we can be productions and people who execute the very impact he's done on us towards other people. Matthew 513 to 16 says, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all that in house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I would invite you to really meditate on the scripture and read it again because this is a call to make an impact that's much bigger than we realize to make an impact in our everyday life. Again, this is not about followers and and, and platforms and if you do have that be you know I would encourage you obviously be responsible with that, but it's also acknowledging that we are the salt of the earth. We are a city set on a hill, and we should not be living hidden lives. Our mission here at Full Collective is to ignite women to live in the fullness of God's promises, not living half or hidden lives. This is where we're getting this truth from. Because God came to give us life and life more abundantly, just as John ten, 10 says, Jesus came to do that. And because he came to do that, we get to help others live life abundantly. We get to make an impact that we salt people. What does salt do? It makes the food taste better. What is a light on the city of a hill does? It makes a brightness and people notice it and so acknowledging the role and the position that we have in history in our homes in our neighborhoods in our churches in our jobs in our homes in our cultures in our blocks in our cities in our states in our countries we have a call and a responsibility And this scripture invites us to make an impact and respond to that call with confidence, but also to receive the impact of the Holy Spirit so we can make a good impact for others. Now let's talk about inspiration. The definition of inspiration is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. I love that definition because... Um, I love, you know, we all are creatives, no matter what, if you're part of a creative team at church, that's great. But let me tell you a little secret. Everyone at your church is creative because God is a creative God and he made us his image bearers. So we are all creative. You don't have to play an instrument or draw or know how to design to be creative. We are all creative, right? And so as creative people, we want to inspire other people, right? And this definition says the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something. This is so powerful because mentally, we, we all actually go through a lot of things mentally, right? If we're stressed, that has to do with our mental state. If we feel anxiety, if we feel burnt out, um, honestly, even when we feel heartbroken, our mind is in a very hazy and numb place. And so our mental state is so vital for our everyday capacity to live and receive the abundance of god and so let's look at some scriptures that invite us on how do we get to be people who inspire uh, we're going to look at john sixteen thirteen, where it says when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come and so this is so important because the thing is we want to inspire from a place of truth. Sometimes we inspire from a place of projection, from a place of just wanting to encourage with with lack of truth, from a place of not wanting to confront and just like make people feel happy and, and nice all the time. But actually inspiration should come from a place of truth. When we think about Uh, people who've written books, people um, who parent, people who teach, just people in general, what we are doing on an everyday basis. I would hope that we are doing it from a place of truth. As a social worker, I am trying to resource people and help them Uh, become financially stable around economic empowerment. And I'm using tools and best practices that are rooted in truth, that are rooted in facts that will actually help them succeed. When I'm talking to someone about Jesus and ministering to them, I would hope that I would be focused on telling them the truth about him, not just what they want to hear, but the truth about him and that, that that would inspire them to draw closer to him. Truth inspires, right? Other things can inspire as well like falseness um, and opinions but it does it for a temporary time and basis we want to be people who creatively communicate in a way that inspires people so they can be mentally stimulated and so even in their mental health they can be helped and encouraged with their struggles perhaps with their mental health another verse to look at is first john 4 1 it says beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Again, this has so much to do with our mind and, how, and what we are communicating to people. Because false prophets are a lot of things and false teachers, and we can say a lot of different things about it. But what is prophecy, right? Speaking of something in the future that God is declaring and saying, right? Not someone's a prediction or thought but god's truth and so when we think about this scripture and how it tells us um, that we should test every spirit that we should be people who are mindful that also means within ourselves right are we speaking things that are false in the world are we speaking things that are not true or are they just truths that sound nice and that sound encouraging i think about the many years that i spent in some churches that Just wanted to say things that were encouraging, but they were living out some truth. And when we leave out truth, sometimes some people can interpret that as a full lie because we should be communicating with, to inspire people in truth, to be able to communicate so people can feel something. Um, where they're mentally stimulated in such a way that draws them to meditate on God's word. When When we think about meditating on God's word, it's not how your heart feels about it. Meditation is a thing of the mind. How does your mind think about and receive God's word? We want to be able to be people who inspire others to do that. And finally, insecurity. The definition of insecurity is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself, lack of confidence. And this breaks my heart that we even have this something that we experience and feel. I know I have certain insecurities. I know we all have different kinds of insecurities. I actually spoke to someone earlier today that I thought was a very confident person. And and I asked her, what can I be praying for her? And she said, oh, I would like prayer around confidence. And I was just... I was kind of shocked, honestly, because I was like, wow, you I thought you were a very confident person. But, you know, what we think about people and their confidence, maybe it's not fully true or the whole picture. Also, like I said, we can all be confident in different things, but also lack confidence in other areas. So let's look at some scriptures around this. First, Peter 316 says having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame right so this i think is actually one of the reasons why some people don't feel secure or don't feel confident or have anxiety or uncertainty right because they perhaps have experienced or will experience some sort of slandering some sort of response from people trying to shame them and so this scripture is inviting us and telling us to have a good understanding good conscience so that we can know that when those things come we can still be confident in ourselves we can still be confident in what we know we can still be confident in who we believe in and the things that we stand on 2 Timothy first seven says, 1 says, 1-7 says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. Another version or translation says, For God gave us a spirit, and not of timidity. And so this is something when we connect insecurity is incredibly important because, again, when we think about uncertainty anxiety lack of confidence it often comes from a place of fear it often comes from a place perhaps of timidity or feeling that we don't have control or feeling maybe that we are not loved or feeling that we don't have power right and so all of those things come from god self-control is a fruit of the spirit love is god right and power god has it and so these are all things we can receive from the lord and replace them with fear it is not to say that we're fearless right? Not, I would say most people are not fearless. It's not really a realistic thing because we're human beings with different fears, right? But that does not mean that because we have fear that we have to live uncertain or anxious or feeling that we have some sort of lack of confidence, right? And in the last scripture, Hebrews ten thirty-five to 36 says, therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Ooh, this scripture y'all is good because the way it's co- connecting endurance to confidence it's saying you will feel uncertainty you will feel anxiety maybe you will feel a lack of confidence but stay in it and stay in the endurance of in it and do not throw away your confidence so that you when you have done the will of god you may receive what is promised again back to the mission of full collective to help women live in god's promises and live in the fullness of god's promises right it's not that we're doing it for the works or the results of it because god is good and mighty and he will fulfill his promises within us um, even when we're not faithful but he's saying that there is a power in being confident. There's a power in choosing endurance, choosing to endure um, in difficult seasons and maybe in seasons that you will be slandered, that you will be shamed, that you will be um, fearful, right? And in choosing not to be insecure, but also choosing to not project insecurity onto others. This connects again to influence. We can be people who make other people feel insecure. And the thing is, we're not always responsible for people, how they feel insecurity-wise based on how we talk and what we do. Some people are just going to feel that, right? And we can't have responsibility over that. But we, we do have to be reflective people and consider maybe the way I said that or the way I talked about something maybe will make someone insecure. Or maybe it will not make them feel welcome. Or maybe it will make them feel uncertain or anxious, right? Um, or maybe the thing that I do will do that. Or maybe the thing I don't do will do that. So we have to really be confident people in the sense of acknowledging, um, not just confident people, but self-aware and acknowledging where perhaps we can be projecting things that cause insecurity in others. And this is something that actually I would say a lot of people do just really unaware and unknowingly, right? So that's different. If you're not aware, if you don't know that you're doing it, you know, that, that's not great, but obviously you're not aware. But if you're doing it and you, and you know you're doing it and you're causing insecurity into, onto other people, and that's something to be changing and improving. OK, so now let's recap our goal and our purpose should want to be to influence people in a way that honors God, edifies and humbles us and serves other people. And we get to do this with the mission on, in mind of impacting and inspiring and not causing insecurity. So if you have a platform, if you have a large platform, this is something that you can consider, but also in your everyday life. If you don't even if you're not even on Instagram, you are influencing. Remember that, right? And so what are you doing and how can you be doing it perhaps differently that moves people to honor God, to notice God, that edifies and humbles you and serves other people. And so, where do we go from here? first thing I would say is influence with the goal of making a positive impact that points people to Jesus. Second thing is influence with the motivation to inspire people to walk toward Christ. And the third is influence while keeping in mind people's insecurities and your own. And so these are things that we get to do and take time to do and really acknowledge that these are essential parts of our faith. These are essential parts of the times that we are living in because perhaps the people decades before us didn't really have to think about this as much they should have because they were still influencing people in their everyday life but now we influence people in a way that just has never happened before there are people that are watching us and seeing us that perhaps would have never in the past just based on our circumstance or our platform or where we show up or how we communicate or where we are and so these are things to be keeping in mind Um, For people who are strangers and watching you, but also for the people in your home, to the mamas, to the kids in your home, you are influencing them, right? To the wives, you are influencing your husband, to the women, you are influencing your friends. You're influencing your mom. Yes, you can influence your mom, no matter how old she is, you can still make an impact in her that can change some things in the trajectory of her life, right? And so we get to really realize that we have this power of influence towards our pastors, towards our neighbors, towards the people younger than us, towards the people older than us, the people wealthier than us, the people poorer than us, people of different colors, people of different tongues. We have a responsibility with our influence and people will come to see. Jesus and know Jesus in a different way when we acknowledge the power of our influence and have a goal to make impact and inspire other people that will truly point them to Jesus. And so I hope this was a practical conversation and teaching that really helped you, whether you feel that you have a big platform or not, or you actually are influencing a lot of people or not. This applies across the board. So perhaps you can spend some time reflecting, okay, who am I influencing on a daily basis? How is it impacting them? How is it inspiring them? Also, how is it inspiring me? And are they being pointed to Jesus or are they being pointed to me? Are they being pointed to others? What exactly is happening in the process of me influencing? Am I causing insecurity? Am I rejecting insecurity? What exactly am I doing with my influence? I would invite you to take a few minutes right after listening to this to really reflect on that and pray on that. And ask the Holy Spirit to show you and reveal to you new ways that you can approach the influence that you have uh, around you and also how you receive influence. Maybe maybe we'll do another episode of how we're influenced by other people, but for now, we can be meditating and reflecting on who we are influencing, how we're doing it, um, and how it's just pointing people to Jesus. y'all i pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply something you either learned or heard to your continued growth on your faith journey i invite you to study more on the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a rate or review and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast meet us next time for another episode and if you don't already follow us on instagram following at or or at we.r.fool to learn more about our growing community and get connected with us